Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for joining us for the show today as we take a look at great stories about creating and just wonderful folks. And I'm so excited to be able to be here today. I hope we'll be able to tune our imaginations together. I am talking about music today, and you know, sometimes I've heard people call Northfield Music Town, I think... You know, maybe a couple of years ago, we had something happening every night, and you know, the pandemics, we'd, we're kind of getting our, our groove back, and it's kind of exciting to think about that, and, you know, I think we need more music. That's, that's all I need to say, is just there needs to be more music, and so I think I'm going to try, let's see if I can do this, and uh, pick out... Um, a little opening song to just start with music. I don't have a lot more to say. I'm going to let the band speak today. This is the Newbury's Victorian Cornet Band. And I'm going to... Oh, this is interesting. It's a different... Uh, I'm looking at the screen here. So maybe we'll go ahead and as I try to figure out the one that I wanted to play of theirs... Uh, let's see if we can go back. Um... I picked a different one. Here we go. This is the one I picked. And we'll see if we can get, bring that up because, you know, I think that music returns us to our center. And it's been my experience, especially with live music, when that chaos of life gets, you know, gets into you. And the thing that I like to turn to is, in fact, the live music. And so I love going to a place where there's a concert and there are other people who are also enjoying live music. And I get to be together with them. As soon as the sound fills the room, I feel the calm return. And I kind of allow my mind to wander and take a ride through the pictures the music creates in my mind. I live in those notes and travel with the musicians through the world of musical stories. And it's really just, it's incredible. I love what it does and how it makes me feel. That wave of a musical experience is such a good feeling. And I hope that's what happens for you. Um, it's It really it, it can take hold and it can make a difference. So this one that I'm going to play is uh, by the, um, again, the Newberry Victorian Cornet Band. This is their album, Thomas Coates, The Father of Band Music in America. And I'm not sure I know how to say this one. It is um, Bonte and Avant Quickstep. Boy, I'm sure I didn't, didn't 
got that right. But it is a really uh, lovely tune. I thought it felt like a really good invitation to come to Northfield. And we're going to be talking about the Vintage Band Festival, so this will make sense. So here we go. I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of the... um, Thomas Coates, the father of band music in America. That's their album from Newberry's Victorian Cornet Band. pretty great. I just I think it's so fun. You can't help it when you listen to that music that you just kind of something's got to move and you just want to uh, just see, hear what's next. It's a really fun, fun style of music. And I absolutely believe that music is what makes the world go around. And this upcoming week, we're going to get you ready here on Arts Any Radio as Northfield becomes sort of the place that we test the tilt of the world's access as we lean our ears into music to all all the lovers of music come to our town and listen to the sounds of brass throughout the landscape and fill all the spaces in our community with those calls of the horns it's really going to be spectacular and i can't wait so consider that your official invitation to the delightful music journey of the vintage band festival and i'm going to turn on my mics and welcome our guests in studio today we're going to help us uh explore a little bit about the vintage 
Beach Band Festival. <laughs> Joining me today is Joy Riggs and Randy Ferguson. They are both on the board at the Vintage Band Festival. Welcome to Arts Any Radio. Thank you. Thanks so much, Paula. <laughs> yeah, this is really fun. I know you've been preparing this for years, right? <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> it we, does take some planning. We we met through the plague. <laughs> exactly. And I want folks to know that those official dates are Thursday, the 28th of July, and Sunday through the whole weekend, um, through Sunday, the 31st of July. Here's an important uh, resource for you. It is vintagebandfestival.org, because there's a lot. We are not going to get through everything today. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's more you want to read about the bands, you want to look at the schedule, you want to uh, find out a little bit about the history of the Vintage Band Festival, that's the place to go. There are going to be, it's four days, there's uh, 34 bands as of right now, there could be more, so we'll say 30 plus bands, and there's going to be over 60 concerts, so just kind of wrap your mind around that. It's a pretty exciting weekend uh, here in Northfield, and that's going to start on Thursday, so we're going to do, this is fun this year, we're doing two Arts Any Radios, because there's so much happening. This week we're going to kind of preview the festival, uh, talk a little bit about the history, tell some stories, and next week we're going to have some of the members of one of the bands into the studio, and I think it actually might be mm-hmm. the Newberry's uh, yes. Victorian Cornet Band, so that's really going to be fun. They're from out east, I believe, uh, Yes. Massachusetts? Did I get that wrong? The East Coast, I think a lot of them come from all over. Okay. And then they, um, they meet here and they practice. And then they like, they're such professionals that they just kind of, they can put on a show pretty quickly. But they're, they're leaders from Florida. That's where I saw several, that, yeah. Yeah, several of the players, but from all the way up to New York. <laughs> so what, what a great thrill that they'll be here. So, folks, you will be hearing music in our town definitely uh, next weekend. So I'd, I'd love for each of you to introduce yourselves to our listeners a little bit about what you do and uh, a little about uh, your connections to the Vintage Band Festival. They're, they're debating as I talk <laughs> who's going to be first, so I'm not going to get in the middle of that. <laughs> you two decide. All right, I'll go. Okay, thank you, Randy. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. <laughs> yes. Randy Ferguson, and I got involved in the first festival in 2006. Paul Nimisto, the uh, now artistic director, uh, grabbed me and said, I think you'd, you'd like this. Mm-hmm. And that one was the first one and ab- absolutely magical. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, I don't think any of us knew what to expect that year. And then it just kind of came to town. I was like, wow, what is this amazing thing? (laughs) Either did the people that planned it. (laughs) (laughs) A great success. It was wonderful, yes. And ever since, uh, there have been, I think this is the sixth sixth multi-day one and festival. And we've had four... We decided to go annual. Then, in between the uh, the years, in between the four day, we did a, a one day, which we managed to work in last year. Yes, I do remember that one. That was that was a lot of fun too. And so, it, you're right. The four day festival only happens every three years, right? Because probably because it takes even that that long to get it planned. Oh. <laughs> but you should tell everybody. I think it's interesting. You are, I'm going to say, virtuoso guitarist, and not just guitar. You have a range of string instruments that you play. So how does a guy who loves string instruments get involved in sort of a brass band festival? Oh, I love, uh, I have a lot of the instruments I have are antiques. You know, the oldest guitar I have is from 1785 and 1830, 1850. 
but that goes for all instruments. I, you know, these are just phenomenal. The the Civil War groups that we have coming, all of their instruments are from the Civil War, and uh, actually, with the different bands we have, it pretty much goes through the the whole evolution of brass instruments, and. Uh, Absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are my favorite ones. So Saturday- you just love music. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Saturday at noon will be Battle of the Bands. We'll have uh, at the Cannon River two Confederate bands on one side of the river, two Union bands on the other side. And they play back and forth and cheer for each other. And it's just wonderful. Yeah, a lot of good fun. That's a, a good uh, capstone event. And so I, I'm just thrilled you're here, and, and they're lucky to have you as Thank a part you. of the Vintage Band Festival. And Joy Riggs is here as well. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I missed the first festival in 2006. We were out of town. But that was around the time I started researching about my great-grandfather, who was a, a band leader and uh, was working on a book, which it came out in 2019. So Paul, I approached him about some questions about bands, and so he roped me in, uh, (laughs) as he does, which was great. And so the 2010 festival was the first one that I uh, participated in, and ever since I've just been hooked because it's just such a fabulous uh, group of people, and then uh, promoting Northfield, and I love music, and it just... uh, yeah, I can't. It's become part of my life now. So we should give a shout out. Your book is Cracker Jack Bands and Hometown Boosters, the story of a Minnesota music man. And that was published in 2019. Uh, your grandfather, tell us just a couple little stories about, uh, you know, what what prompted you to, to take on that task and, and you know, sure. what you've discovered. <laughs> um, so my dad was uh playing with the St. Cloud Municipal Band at that time in 2006. And so I um, was going to help him with a little bit of history. And as I dug into it, discovered that my great-grandfather was a very influential um, band leader from the kind of the turn of the century through World War II. And so all these bands that come to Northfield as part of the Vigit Band Festival, um, they like play the music that his bands played. And so... um, I just love that whole connection. It all kind of came together. So in the, in the book I do, um, it kind of alternates chapters telling his story and telling my story about finding out about him. And so there is actually the vintage band festival comes up in the book. It comes up, um, a couple times mentioning, you know, uh, things I'm learning about and connecting it to my own life and, I love the way you were talking about music at the beginning of the show, um, what music does for you, listening to live music. And so there's a moment in the book that was, I think, the 2013 festival. I could be wrong, but um, where I was in Bridge Square and Kenny Carr and the Tigers uh, was playing and he was trying to get people, you know, these Minnesotans to like stand up and like yell and you know get into it. He was from he was from the south, and so people kind of reluctantly like at first stood up, and then you know by the end of it, people were just into the music. The sun was setting over the Cannon River. Um, People just you know felt like you loved everybody. Things (laughs) life was great, and so that's the kind of thing that keeps me coming back and working on this festival. I think that was one of my favorite moments too. In fact, and I think he came back to town maybe for the the next twice. And uh, my kids were just so excited, and which was fun for me to see them be excited about. So they went and asked to have the CD autographed, and he couldn't have been 
sweeter. Oh. And, <laughs> and it was just one of the, like you said, it was, you just felt like nothing else was going on in the world but this joyful place. And there's so much of that happens with these concerts. And it's, it's very family friendly. I, I think I really appreciate that. 1967 Summer of Love revisited with brass instruments. <laughs> Why not? It you could bet. happen. It absolutely could happen. So I'm so delighted you're you're both here, and uh, you know the Vintage Band Festival as you mentioned. This this planning takes a long time, and you know tell me what it takes to kind of bring this you know I call it, call it a brass invasion uh, to to life. And you probably as soon as one is over, you're working on turning around for the next one. Yeah, we have a core group of people who are involved year-round and have kind of different duties they take on. I'm the secretary of the board and also the grants coordinator, and so money, of course, is important. We need money to put mm -hmm. on the festival, and so we got a Minnesota State Arts Board grant this year, which was hugely helpful, and a CMAC, a Southeastern Minnesota Arts Council grant. Um, business support has been great. And then just individual donors, the Wenger family out, out of Otana. Um, people, we've been around long enough. People know, you know, what we do. And so it's a lot easier now to explain, we're doing the festival. Can you, you know, <laughs> give us some money? Um, you know, a lot of the money goes to pay for the the big bands. Yeah, and and people need to know that too. I think that it's not just, you know, not everybody is here. Uh, it, it, there is some costs associated with putting on this experience, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, and and that's an important part. If that 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 takes time to coordinate, you probably have to get on the schedules of some of these uh, performance groups. The long book them, right? As you yeah, say. definitely. And of course, COVID has made things a little more challenging <laughs> in planning. Um, but people seem so ready to come, like people want to come, the bands want to come, people, you know, have been contacting us, like, you're going to do the festival again, right? So um, the enthusiasm is there. It's just kind of doing all the logistics of making sure we have um, things set up so it'll all run. Right, <laughs> exactly. So what's the board uh, doing during these in-between years to... Uh, facilitate making this happen in addition to the you know money and the <laughs> coordinating bands and running around to wherever we're needed <laughs> <laughs> something doesn't work we go fix but yeah it and for the most part we'll be like i said going around there's a there'll be a uh a tent our, our vent the festival tent and where you too can make a donation. And for $25, you may have one of these beautiful red pins. That you can't um, see on the radio. <laughs> Isn't but the, the, the camera's not on? No, it's not. <laughs> There's not a camera. It's all just us. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it, it always comes back to the word wonderful and everything. And, uh, and joy as <laughs> a lot of this would be much much more difficult without her she's phenomenal on uh well a writer mm -hmm. and just the program itself you have how many hours do you have any idea the program is coming out i think monday and the folks at by all means are hugely oh. hugely helpful to us in many ways but um Ronica and Dan and I spent, I don't know how many hours. Uh, <laughs> you want to count. <laughs> yeah. And if you see something in there that's not right, don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> but I think it's all pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, you can pick up a, a program next 
this next week and um, by all means they'll have them around town it'll be online um, you know map out your idea of what you want to see where you want to go um, I think we already said there's most concerts are in Bridge Square but we also have two days of concerts in Central Park and then the satellite concerts on Thursday night in a couple of the towns surrounding here yeah so folks this is Art Zany Radio we're talking about the Vintage Band Festival if you missed the opening of the show and that happened happens next week starting on Thursday the 28th of July through Sunday the 31st of July this is the 2022 vintage band festival this is the big one 4 days 30 plus bands and 60 plus concerts so it's it's a, a big thing and having that program is probably a really good guide right to it not is. only understanding i think what i i enjoy at least in past you know that sort of the stories of the band right so There's you can learn band bios in there so you can figure out um and some bands are returning so if you've been to the festival before you'll recognize oh yeah i love this band i want to like copper street is a huge um favorite in northfield and so they're playing one of the nights so if you want to make sure you're not going to miss that you know look on the program and then we have some new bands coming i'm really excited about um thursday night um the selby avenue brass band is performing with thomasina petras Mm. and she does um she's a twin cities actor and um jazz vocalist and she's portrayed billy holiday before like the dakota oh that's that's and, then all you hear that and you think she must have a voice that's... right yeah so thursday <laughs> night in bridge square i'm excited about that uh friday night we have uh we're calling it latin rhythm night uh we got a grant to um support three Lat- latino bands from the twin cities so we're having them back to back and two of them have performed before at the festival um, multiple times, but this other one has making their debut here called Malamania. Mm-hmm. They are described as an Afro-Cuban... Um, Afro-Cuban Latin... Latin fusion. sound. I did and see that on the website. Yeah, that looked really fascinating. Huge following in the Twin Cities. A lot of salsa dancers like to follow them. So, uh, yeah, that'll be Friday night in Bridge Square. I'm excited about that, too. And they have Mariachi Mitera, which is the oldest uh, mariachi band in the Twin Cities. And they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And Banda de la Verdadera. And they're the one uh, traditional brass uh, Mexican. Uh, we're mixing with the different styles of guitars that they have in Mexico. And... Uh, they're just wonderful. It's um, may, many of the different types of, of dances and songs that, that are played in Mexico. So all three of them are just phenomenal. Yeah, So and that was Friday night, right? That's, that's Friday night. And is that down at Bridge Square? At Bridge yes. Square, that's right. So there's and, a big stage set up, but folks should uh, think oh about <laughs> bringing lawn chairs or you know, blankets. Right. We do have um, cooperation with... Um, 50 North, 50 North age-friendly Northfield. They have these chairs now. Is that, that the they Red purchased. Chair Project? The, the Red, Red Chair Project. So I believe those chairs will be set up at Central Park um, so. for people's convenience, so they don't need to haul chairs if you know it's harder for them to do that. Or, um, but in Bridge Square, yeah, bring your own chair and bring a blanket. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. Places to perch. Spend the day. <laughs> and, and that's something we should talk about because this is happening across multiple venues in town at a couple different stages. You don't have to go buy tickets or have a wristband or right. have no. any sort no. of 
Um, it's it, all free. It's not ticketed in any way. You can come and go as you please. Um, we do, you know, love people to give us donations, um, but you're not required to buy tickets or, or and pay so anything. And so if you are there and you're enjoying something, how is that? Sometimes it's it's happened where you've passed the tuba, I think it was someone <laughs> that, that one was, year. Yes. <laughs> with, oh, it was jammed up with pennies. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> made sweet. a wonderful sound, though. <laughs> exactly. So how, how are you doing that while the, the performances are going on or if people are just enjoying it and kind of stumble into, like, wow, how do I support this? Because this is pretty great. Or, I you know, I would, I would want to buy a ticket. It, but you know, how can I make a contribution to support the Vintage Band Festival at the at the at the festival tent? And there'll be uh, we won't be grabbing people as they walk by, but you know <laughs> uh, that's that's where we won't be passing the hat this year. Okay, however. encourage they can come yes. up. They can give us cash. We've got a card reader. Um, they can also go online and donate. Right, probably right website. from your phone. Uh, vintage it's vintagebandfestival.org. So yes, folks that's right. can. Check that out. You can donate in advance, or you can donate at more you can after. Mail us a you... Check afterward. We've got our address. All that. Yeah. So there's lots of ways to contribute, and I think that's that's really important because probably that helps pay it forward right for the you know next one that's right. three years exactly. down the road. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as this festival is done, we'll I'll be we'll start working on next year's one day, and I think the date for that is in the program. Um, whatever that last Saturday in July is. But then also, yeah, we'll be planning the next uh, multi-day event. And with both of the uh, both of the venues, Central Park and Bridge Square, it's nice because mo- just about all the bands will be playing multiple times mm. uh, at one venue or the other. So if you're figuring out you want to see... Uh, Oh, you want to see the Victorian uh, Newberry's Victorian Concert Band, but it's at the same time as Independent Silver Band or what? It, it'll work out. <laughs> That's why having that program is kind of a oh, really important wonderful. thing because it it does kind of give you that guide, and then you can, you know, follow your way around uh, the the like you mentioned. There are uh, the outdoor venues, but then also there are concerts happening in a couple of indoor venues. That's yes. right. Yes. Uh, the For- library, Randy's put up a terrific display in the library of vintage band festival um uh, i don't know memorabilia stuff. i guess stuff. <laughs> stuff. but there will be a concert in the library there's a concert at 50 north um and then the churches sunday morning several different churches are hosting bands and that's all in the program as well and and the schedule's online too mm-hmm. and several of the pubs around town at uh, on saturday night will have a band also so yeah, and even there are sometimes spontaneous things that happen. <laughs> oh, that, yes. that has happened. Yeah, one of one of the years, I think we were at the cow, and one of the groups came by and was just playing out in the kind of that alley there behind the cow, and it was great. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what to. All these people have the instruments, and they're all extraordinarily talented musicians, and so you'd never know. <laughs> there are a few of them that are in multiple groups. Also, we have the uh, above average tuba quartet, and uh, they what come a great out. title! <laughs> oh yeah, and they're they're members of the Lake Wobegon band, and the, the this originated as uh, in 2006, very strong on British brass band tradition, and where uh, they're basically a cornet band. Now cornet like a trumpet, but if you open them both up. They're equal length, about eight, eight, uh, about eight feet. If you stretch them all out, 
and a cornet starts at the beginning and slowly gets larger and larger and larger until the bell flares out. And so it's called a conical bore, like a big ice cream cone. Hmm. A trumpet is straight all the way to the end, and it flares, and it's a cylindrical bore. The difference is a conical bore, the cornets have a very mellow sound. The sound waves go in, and they actually roll before they come out. Where a trumpet, they shoot straight through, so it's very piercing. So when I don't think I ever knew that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, that's the tradition. You have the soprano ones, which are the cornet, as we know it now, uh, trombone, which was with a conical bore, and then euphonium, which is a, a tuba with an extra fingering an extra uh, piston in there. And uh, that's what they're... Now the uh, Lake Wobegon Band and uh, Sheldon Theater are both... Sheldon Theater are both very large, uh, 30 to 40 players, but they're the British brand tradition. And it's, a like I said, to see... To have 30, 35 of these instruments, the sound coming at you, uh, it's volume, yes, but it's an extremely rich, thick, lush sound. Mm-hmm. There is. There's so much. And we should talk about that because when people hear vintage band, I don't know that everybody kind of like knows exactly what that means. Because it's not just a certain sound that that is a part of there's a, a whole range of sounds. So how how do you describe it when somebody says, what's a vintage band? Well, Old is one thing. <laughs> I have a T-shirt that I used to wear when I was teaching. It says vintage, and the kids would say, "What does that mean?" It's not just old; it means cool. Oh, and, <laughs> old and cool. Old and cool. Yes. So, I guess you could say antique, but uh, with the different different types of traditions of music and the bands. Like I said, the the Civil War really kicked off uh, brass band music in America. Mm-hmm. After that, you had the. Professor Harold Hill from Music Man type bands in the uh, uh, gazebo in the park every Sunday afternoon. And it... Um, and Joy's great-great-grandpa. Yes. <laughs> By the way, that. That, that is a wonderful book that she wrote if <laughs> you're <laughs> at all interested in Minnesota, especially band. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also won uh, another local writer, Susan Vistendahl, at on uh, Saint Ol- history of the St. Olaf Band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have uh, books for sale at the tent. My book, uh, Susan and Jeff Sauvé's book, and then Paul Nemisto also has a book about um, Finnish bands in Minnesota, right? Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so those are three great things, just to, a reason to come up to the table, right, and right. ask questions. And we'll have T-shirts. The color is red this year. Um, mm-hmm. They're great. Uh, we have some CD I think we'll have some CDs of some of the participating bands that um, we'll have for sale and some of the bands bring their own kind of merch tables and you can get their yeah that's one way to support the bands and say thank you for them coming right and uh being a part of the you know that's that's an additional way for them to you know they aren't have ticket sales they have these opportunities and i think that's a fun fun way to recreate the feeling as you you know if you leave you like them to take it carry it home with you right 
And I'm not sure if we mentioned, you can make a donation at that tent also. <laughs> oh, yes, that is, that is a great way to yes. be able to say thank you. And uh, this is, you know, I, if I were buying a ticket, this is how much I would I would spend. And here's a little extra to say, yes. we hope next time you, you know, are able to support this. And I think that's such an important thing, you know, just like the story of your, your great-great-grandfather and the, you know, history of band shells and band concerts and, you know, people getting together uh, to listen to live music. It's like a summer tradition that not every town has it. This is a really oh, unique festival. There isn't anything like it in the world. It, yeah, think it. about that. Nowhere else in the world is this happening except for our town. Now, Joy well, mentioned that uh, many of the bands request, like, We'll, we'll have several of us say, "Yeah, put us down for next year for the one, you know, for the one day one." Uh, there are six that have been here at all of the all of the multi day festivals since the beginning, and wow. they were the Sheldon Bra Sheldon Theater Brass Band, like Wobegon Brass Band, Newberry's Victorian Concert Con uh, Cornet Band, uh, the American Poyot, which was Paul's Finnish Finnish group. That means uh, the American Boys, mm -hmm. by the way, and the First Brigade Band, which is a probably the finest Civil War reenactment group. Their uniforms, the instruments are, are real, and they live it. They're just wonderful. I and should, Windworks, which uh, is... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, yeah. Okay. We, we want to get all those bands yes. that have been participating every year. The last, last group, uh, Windworks, which is uh, the only completely woodwind, uh, their quintet, woodwind group that we have. And they'll be at the uh, 50 North and at the library. Perfect. And I have pulled up uh, some music from the First Brigade Band, so I think we should perhaps jump in on that. Anything you want to say about their style? or uh, This this is their uh, album, Classics on the Battlefield, so that says a little bit about who they are. Yes. In the Civil War, there were uh, Abraham Lincoln thought it was extremely important to have brass bands. Uh, live music was rare. Maybe yeah. So maybe, we have to take ourselves back. Yeah, pre-radio, pre-everything, and maybe you heard live music in church. Maybe not, but uh, the bands on the battlefield served a purpose. They just gave the troops a false sense of security to hear these hymns, folk songs, <laughs> quick steps, marches <laughs> being played. But they also were the first uh, nursing corps. Someone was wounded, they dragged them off uh, the mm. side. But the instruments they played. Uh, or and also I should mention every brigade had uh, had a brass band, and a lot of the regiments themselves. And a regiment was made up of, I believe it was ten uh, ten companies, a company of forty, blah blah blah. Anyway, they have uh, uh, the instruments are pretty cool. They're called OTS or over the shoulder, oh, yes. which means there's sax horns, and developed by a man named uh, Adolphus Sax who 30 years later became famous for putting a woodwind mouthpiece on a brass instrument, and they called it a saxophone. <laughs> but the instruments go over the shoulder, and it's the troops are in front uh, playing to the troops. Uh, the, the band is in front playing to the troops behind. And, and they play on those authentic instruments, right? Right. They're not mm -hmm. reproduction. They're the real thing. And they are, I mentioned conical bore. They're very difficult to play well. You can blow a little harder and go up almost a half step or not quite enough and be down a half step. So it's... Hard uh, to stay in tune. They're phenomenal musicians. <laughs> One of the things I love about the band is they do such a good job of explaining yeah. the history. So if you attend their concert, they will kind of explain what Randy's saying, like how the instruments work, 
where the band, what the function was during the war, and they are a recreation of an actual regimental band from Wisconsin. That's a really great thing. And uh, the song I've picked out is uh, Selections from Bohemian Girl. I just thought that was kind of a, it's it's another uh, fun tune that I think is a great uh, one to encourage you to, you know, join them in the fun and come to the Vintage Band Festival. So we'll play that here on Arts Any Radio. Again, this is the First Brigade Band.
it was the first brigade band. I just didn't know where to stop to uh, see what was gonna, what was gonna, where was a good place to pause because they just kept, you know, it was just full, full of, of vibrant music and some surprises and really, I'm so glad you told us in the intro a little bit about their uh, instruments and the, you know, kinds, of, so you could try to visualize. And I was trying to put myself in the place of, you know, someone who, you know, would be a, a soldier in the Civil War, and how exciting that music must have been if they were not used to hearing live concerts. You know, they didn't have radios or stereos or record players. They, maybe they had the vic- old, uh, what did you call those? Victrolas, Victrolas right, not right. Until, but that was until the around 1900. So it was even so it was, before that. Yes. Like, that and, must have been the most exciting thing, and I, wow. <laughs> and the 1st Brigade Band uh, entered the war uh, not until 1864, but they were uh, involved in Sherman's March to the Sea. So it was uh, pretty incredible, uh, the history behind it. And some of the other groups, uh, the Independent Silver Band from Illinois, their recreation of the Independent Silver Band in Illinois in 1880s. And uh, Dodsworth sax-, sax Horn, again, they're the over-the-shoulder sax horns. Dodsworth Sax Horn Band, uh, they were referred to as New York's uh, in New York as America's premier brass band and from the 1840s until the 1880s. So many of these are playing out of the uh, the original songbooks that, they, that they, the bands had. Yeah, we're lucky that that's, that made it through, right? That those uh, tra- musical notes and uh, musical uh, scores were able to be uh, saved so that we could you know hear that again. Through either direct generation, uh, family to family, or many of the historical societies, and actually diaries besides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so all that was original music as it was... As it was done. Mm-hmm. What exciting times. Again, the Vintage Band Festival, and uh, there's, you know, we're, we're just skimming the surface of those <laughs> possibilities, because there's a lot to, as you mentioned, there are over 30 bands and over 60 concerts in that four-day period, so... Yes. Uh, it's kind of a, a create-your-own-experience opportunity, right? Because you can come and go, like you said. You you are not required to, you know, have assigned seats or uh, concerts will be going on and people will be milling about if you decide you're at the concert and they got a hankering for something. You know, you got to get up and get yourself a sandwich or a, a drink and come back. <laughs> we could mention um, Saturday morning Riverwalk Market Fair will be going on, and they've been just a great supporter of ours and collaborator. And so you can come down on uh, Saturday at 9 and, you know, get your Martha's scone, and you can <laughs> listen to the new Prague Band. They're kicking it off. They've been here every year, I think, to play. Um, they've come to a lot of the one days, too. And then you can browse the all the, the uh, tents with art and and then uh, just stay all morning. Um, we will have Maria's um, Taco Hut uh, as a food truck during the festival. And then otherwise, you know, just encourage people to go um, to the local restaurants and, and shops and, you know, take advantage of everything Northfield offers downtown. It's, you know, people who come for, here from out of town are always so complimentary of the downtown and enjoy, you know, just wandering the rounding around and, and seeing what Northfield is all about. So we also get a lot of um, support from the Chamber of Commerce, Convention and Visitors Bureau. You know, it's a great way to showcase Northfield. And some people, you know, come 
to visit friends here and come from all over the country because they know the con- uh, the festival's going on and it's just a, a fun get together. Right, and as you mentioned, the music is you know Bridge Square and then Central Park, so you can walk pretty easily That's between right. between right. the two. Uh, folks uh, should should consider that, right? So you can right. uh, park once, walk the rest if That's you can. Right. right, that works out. <laughs> it's a good good way to experience everything. And Joy had mentioned the New Prague Band. Uh, we have three community bands, the uh, Lex Ham Community Band, Lexington Hamlin, mm-hmm. St. Paul, New Prague Community Band, and Zombrota Community, community Band. And so very similar to uh, what we had in June with the, uh, uh, the local uh, band put together for the Thursday night concerts. The Northfield Community Band. Mm-hmm. The thing I love about those bands are just the inter- intergenerational yes. aspect. I mean, you've got you know high schoolers, you've got people retired, and everything in between, and they're making music together and forming these relationships. And that's one of the great things that music ensembles do for us is that community. One thing I wanted to mention while I'm thinking about it is we still could use volunteers. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's uh, right. It does not happen um, without the help of many, many hands. So right. tell us what's available or how people would, would sign up to, you know, just maybe just take a quick shift just to. Yeah, I think our main need right now is on Saturday um, for whatever reason. Uh, we, we we have shifts in the tent, so it really is pretty simple. You just come and hand out programs, uh, answer some questions if people have about, you know, where's the bathroom and that kind of thing. <laughs> so and if you know a little bit about Northfield, you'll be perfectly right, prepared. Yeah, and then, we, and then taking donations. Um, and I don't know, Randy, what's the best way to... I think uh, I, there's a link, I believe, on the... On... Uh, vintageband.org right vintagebandfestival.org yes. we want to send you there mm-hmm. and just could they could use a few extra helping hands so if you want to uh, enjoy the music and then help out a little bit you can do both it's fun we had one person i think last year at the one day who who showed up and then just stayed longer for her <laughs> shift because she was having a good time. That could happen, right? And it's fun to, to be able to help people who maybe don't know Northfield and, you know, where could I get a good sandwich or, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, what's the best pizza place? I don't know if you want to ask that question, but <laughs> <Okay, different laughs> there's a lot of good ones here. <laughs> so that's that's a, a really important aspect of the Vintage Band Festival, too, is that the people behind the scenes are all all volunteers. Right. Yep. And uh, the support of the community is what makes it happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a big difference. So, folks, we want you to do that. And let's see, um, is there, we just should maybe talk. Oh, I wanted to, to I was looking at the, the um, board of directors here. We have Paul Nemisto, who's the artistic director and the founder, of course, of this. Dan Bergerson, I want to give a special shout out oh to him. Oh, my gosh. Dan, if you oh see Dan, please, like, thank him, <laughs> applaud him. We could not do it without Dan. Give him and a hug. <laughs> buy him, need, buy him a drink. He'll need both by that time. Yeah, he's done so much for the Vintage Band Festival. In fact, I found a little article um, that uh, he was found by by the uh, Northfield Shares Foundation as one of the volunteers in the community. Uh, they had a little yeah, campaign right. they did, uh-huh. which was really fun to read. He does uh, commit a whole lot of time to making this happen. Um, and both of you were on the board. And Jan Stevens has been a you know great... Jan is yes. a real go-getter oh. with uh, donations. She's Fundraising. Yeah. 
Yep. And I wanted to uh, give a special shout out to Lois Stratmoen, who yes. is your I love your do- donor correspondent, and she is so well known in the community because she writes these amazing thank you letters. Lois is amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and so, and I see her walking, and I'm always cheering for her, and <laughs> I just think that her spirit is just incredible. And uh, Noel, her husband, the two of them have done so much for this community. So yes, they have. Uh, that name caught my attention, and I thought we got to give him a shout out. And, and there's it, more more people who behind the scenes, but uh, that's just a few. And with with Lois, you know, it's so much nicer, more personal to receive a thank you letter handwritten than an email. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the money, you know. And she's <laughs> on top better. of it. We get a donation, oh. and she turns that letter mm-hmm. around. It's yeah. It's and, and I will say, so there, you know, as someone who you know, I. I, I want to donate to the local local events and local things uh it makes a difference right if you see somebody who's mm-hmm. in you know next year i think that might be the first place i want to yeah. donate to <laughs> you think about it and so it's we're lucky to have folks like that in our community what will be um your a successful vintage band festival weekend well, the one thing we can't control is the weather. <laughs> that is true. And you pick the date and then... Yeah, we uh, just yes. cross our fingers. We do have rain locations for... Yeah, people um, should know that. So Bridge Square rain location is the middle school. And Central Park is the UCC, so the church that's right there. Um, so if we, people are looking and the concert's scheduled and you're like, oh, oh it's raining... They'll know to go, um, and the program will will direct them to those places, should there be weather situations. And, of course, you'll be monitoring it, and you want to keep everybody safe. Yeah, if we have to go inside, we'll we'll have to make that call Mm -hmm. early and get word out. But there'll be, you know, info tent and online. And with all of them, we've never been rained out. The first one in 2006, it hit... 100 degrees. I do remember oh, that. It my. was a uh, and, toasty festival. Yeah, and, <laughs> uniforms. Uh, yes. Civil, oh, Civil War uniforms. The Civil War, and they wore them. But we moved into every, pretty much every church in town, mm-hmm. and it pulled off beautifully. Mm-hmm. But that the Sunday, it went up even. It was just terrible. So. That I, I do remember very but specifically. Exactly. And that's the thing. You know, you can be flexible with that. And, right. Um, folks but should know that should it goes on no matter what. Bring water, bring hats, sunscreen. At, just, SPF 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I suppose, too, there's also uh, some guidance about, uh, you know, we are still in the midst of a COVID world. And right. so oh. folks should... You know, um, let's just make sure that, you know, you, you take precautions. I think there was a guidance that I printed out, and I'm not finding it. Uh, yeah, I think t- we just sent out a, to our email list of people, uh, mm-hmm. um, maybe on the Facebook page, too, kind of a notice about COVID and how to help yourself stay safe. Right, exactly. Um, we're currently transmission levels in Northfield are rated low by the U.S. Center for Disease Control. But we would like to keep it that way, right? So oh, yes. <laughs> um, follow the guidelines and, you know, stay up to date with your vaccines. Get tested if you have symptoms. You know, wear a mask. Um, if you're inside, that's, you know, and, and you're um, welcome to wear a mask anytime that you'd like. If you feel safer, we want everybody to have a good experience. And so you can check out the website, vintagebandfestival.org, for 
more of those details. But, uh, you know, I think that's that's something we have to say now. Right. Yes. <laughs> We're also on Facebook, so you can like us on Facebook. And we do have a Twitter account, too, but it, it tends to only kind of rev up during a festival, especially if we have interns and we don't have interns <laughs> this year. So um, Facebook is a good go-to if you're looking for the of, most up-to-date information. Yeah. You know, tying in with COVID, uh, this is the first year we haven't had any inter international bans. Mm. Uh, between that and the situation with air travel, uh, if they miss a connection, that's it. They're done for the weekend. So we didn't dare uh, schedule any, but next time. Right, exactly. <laughs> and we have, we have plenty. And that's important for, for folks to know that there, again, there are um, 40 bands. No, I got that wrong. 34 bands, 60 concerts, four days. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and so I want to applaud both of you for all the work that I know you've done over the past four years to make this happen. And, uh, you know, I hope that it helps people to discover, you know, that live music again. I think I was with a group of friends and they were they were talking about that, how that was really one of the things that they understood that after we went through that experience of not having that, how much... Mm -hmm. It matters to, you know, be in an arena with people, to be, you know, in a space sharing that sound and having that back and forth with the musician and taking that little musical journey that, that you know, I hope happens for everybody as you listen to music and have it wash over you that, it, you know, it just it can transport you. It, it really makes mm -hmm. life better. It does. <laughs> And yeah. that's something we want people to experience and to know, you know, I think one of the other things that uh, I would imagine the VBF does is just, you know, helps remind people what it's like to live in a small town and kind of uh, highlight all the great things about being a part of uh, a community that can put something like this together. Yes. And uh, both of you have been a big part of that. So thank you very much. Well, Anything else <laughs> we need to need to add? Um, we'll be back next week on Arts Any Radio as well, talking a little bit about uh, more of the music. We'll have some of the musicians here. I don't. We'll never know what happens. It might be a little zany, but we'll be in the midst of the festival. So folks will have already had the Thursday Thursday night events, which you can find on the website vintagebandfestival.org. They're happening here in Northfield, and there's a couple of satellite events happening as well um, that first night on Thursday. So you could visit. Uh, let's see, the communities Montgomery and uh, Near Strand. And what's the third location? Farmington. Far Farmington and Cannon Falls. So, yeah, those places also will have their own mini vintage band festival experience. Yes. <laughs> so, folks, uh, thank you. Really, Randy Ferguson and Joy Riggs, I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank, thank you, you for so us. much. We had a, a great time, folks. I hope you'll join us for all the happenings here in Northfield. And, of course, I hope that you always remember to add a little art zany to your life. And, of course, in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Hello, everyone. I'm Marty Barnes, second-generation owner of Barnes PRCA Rodeo. Come join us Friday, July 22nd, 7 p.m. in Faribault. The Rice County Fair's grandstand will be invaded by some of the nation's top rodeo horses and bulls and elite cowboys and cowgirls, bareback, saddle bronc and bull riding, tie-down and team roping. 
zero-resting and bell-resting will all be held. Tickets are available at the Rice County Fair office or $15 at the gate. Go to ricecountyfair.net for complete info. I look forward to seeing you Friday, July 22nd, 7 p.m. at the Rice County Fair. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. It's year two of the St. Paul Saints as the Twins AAA affiliate, but it's year 30 as your Triple F affiliate. Fan-focused fun. So join us this summer for legitimate Twins big namers, hilarious usher tainers, fireworks nights, water balloon fights, smiling faces, dizzy races, famous guests, food truck fests, laser fastballs, epic pratfalls. Go to saintsbaseball.com and get your super affordable tickets now. Summer in St. Paul. Good vibes, great baseball, classic Saints. Side effects may include cheese curds, ice cold beer, and lifelong family memories.